Hello, hello, it's Silly Auntie Sissy, your favorite auntie, and I'm here to say hello, hello, let's play a game of Chase and Choodles. We got this. What is Chase and Choodles? I don't know. It's a word I just made up. Isn't it cool? Let's play. I'm your favorite auntie. I'm everybody's favorite auntie, and we got this today. So ask Silly Auntie Sissy, and you will be happy. Yay! Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to the Silly Auntie Sissy Radio Theater Show. We got this today, and we are going to another level of fun. Me and Dino! Yay! Hello, hello, Dino. How are you today? I'm fine, Silly Auntie Sissy. Did you know it was International Women's Month? Or Women's History Month? Where we honor women? My mommy's a woman. I know, Dino. And you are too, Auntie Sissy. Silly Auntie Sissy. It's true, Dino. I am. Well, there's been a lot of famous women in the world, isn't there? Yes, there has. Women have done anything, and they're doing more today. And they always have. They just sometimes haven't gotten credit for it. But there's a lot of great books by women, Little Women for one, and The Colony, and kid books too. Um, Ramona the Pest, Ramona and Beezus, and Judy Bloom, Beverly Cleary, so, just name a few. And there's a lot of great books, too, by women for, and Disney movies. Sometimes those are good, yeah. Yeah, I know. And Secret Garden, that's a great one. Just to name a few books people could be reading. And today, we're reading a book by a woman, Mike's Mystery, Gertrude Chandler Warner. Oh, wow. That's a long name, I know. It's Boxcar Children, number five. So how appropriate that we'll read this book now. But before we do, let's talk about some movies, shall we, Dinah? Yes, Sally Auntie Sissy, we shall. Well... Let's look at this, Dino. I'm going to talk about Disney movies that have been nominated for Academy Awards. Shall we? And there's also Crypto Zoo. I don't know if it's so much for kids, but it's an animated. Um, there's a lot of good movies. There's a Disney movie club, but I don't think so. Don't join a club. Yeah. But, so it's almost Academy Award time. You know what that means? Yeah. I mean, so many great movies and too much time. Let's see. So the best original song is in Disney, Encanto. 
by Jermaine Franco. Um, and then there is Best Animated Feature Film. Luca is really good. Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, best Visual Effects, Shanghai, Sang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. So, there's some movies you might want to watch. Um, and of course, Spider-Man, if you have a teenager. Um, so, those are some of the best movies you may want to watch. You can find them around on Disney Plus and everything. And, those are the ones I recommend. So, watch a good movie, cuddle up with your baby, and maybe read a book, too, if you have a chance. Find a good book to read, because everyone likes to read. I do. All right. Well, that's it for parenting advice and movies. Those are really great movies, by the way. I saw most of them. I'm going to see most of them. Um, but I saw Luca. That's probably my all-time favorite. If you haven't seen it, it's about a little sea dragon that lives in the sea. And he pops above land and he has an adventure. And it's really great. He meets his best friend. So, yay! Take a look. Alright. That's really great. And it's in Italy. It's one of my favorite places in the whole world. Alright, chapter 3. Remember we ended it? Chapter 3. Um, Mike didn't know that everything would be so exciting. So here we go. Fire! The, the children slept soundly. They all woke up once to hear a loud strange bell ringing. But they thought it was midnight so they all went to sleep again. When they came down in the morning Sam and Maggie were talking about a fire. What fire? said Henry. Didn't you hear the fire bells ringing and ringing in the night, asked Sam. Here comes the paper boy. The news will be in the paper. Sam took the paper. It was full of pictures. Benny looked over his shoulder. It's Mike's house, yelled Benny at the top of his voice. The paper says it was the woods house that had burned to the ground. Let me see the paper, said Benny. Let me see the paper, Benny, Jesse cried. I can read faster. I can read fast enough, said Benny excitedly. See the picture? Mike's all right. I'm afraid it is, said Jesse, trying to read. That lo lovely new pink house and the washing machine and the electric stove. No lives were lost, read Benny. Not even the dog. Their dog, their big dog Spotty, who slept in the cellar, barked and gave the alarm. The fire had started in the cellar, and by the time the fire engine came, the whole house was burning. The fire seemed to start on all four sides of the house. Nothing was saved except clothing and bedding. When Mrs. Woods saw the house and that the house could not be saved, she put some sheets on the floor, threw all the clothes from bureau drawers and closets on, on the sheets, tied them up and threw them out the window. Well, wasn't that smart, said Jessie. That costs the most of anything, doesn't it, Aunt Jane? 
the family clothes and bedding. Yes, my dear, replied her aunt. I wonder what the Wood family will do now. Well, I have to go right down there, said Benny. I have to see Mike. Wait a minute, Benny, said Aunt Jane. You must eat your breakfast first. When you get down there, you won't come back for a long time. I know you. Benny knew that that was true, so he sat down and tried to eat. They all tried to eat, but everyone was thinking about the fire. Mike could come here for a few days, said Aunt Jane, if he has no other place to go. Oh, Aunt Jane, thank you, said Jesse. You're very kind, but I don't think you want Mike. He would upset everything. Oh, I don't mind being upset, Aunt Jane, said Aunt Jane. Benny and Mike would be abuse, amusing to watch. You can say that again, said Henry, laughing. I ate an egg. Now can I go, please, said Benny. Yes, go along. I know you can hardly wait to get down to the fire, said Aunt Jane. The children ran all the way. They soon saw a big crowd of people who had come to see the fire. The little pink house was gone. Smoke was still rising from the burned wood, and it was still very hot. Hi, Ben, called a voice. It was Mike. He came running over to Benny. He cried, That was our house that burned, Ben. We all got out, and it was Spotty that saved us. What are you going to do, Mike? asked Henry. Where is your mother? She's right over there, said Mike, pointing. She and my brother, Pat, can sleep next door in the blue house, but I'm going to stay with Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter, cried Jesse. What Mr. Carter do you mean, Mr. John Carter? I guess so, said Mike. That's his name, anyway. Do you know him? He's nice and very friendly. He works for Grandfather, said Jesse. We met him last summer, but we didn't know he was still here. Where does he live? Well, in the greenhouse right next door. He has lots of rooms he don't use. Doesn't, said Benny. Now, don't you go teaching me, Ben, said Mike. Where is Mr. Carter now, asked Jesse, just in time to stop a fight. Well, right over beside my mother, said Mike. Come on, they're all looking at us. Well, Mr. Carter, cried Henry, we're so glad to see you again. You always seem to pop up when there is trouble. I tried to, said John Carter with a twinkle in his eye. Hello, Jesse and Violet. Benny is still his same old self, I see. What will happen to Mike's family, asked Benny. All those houses belong to the uranium company, so when the place cools off, the pink house will be built again, replied the man. How about the things inside? The washing machine, asked Jesse. Well, I don't know, but insurance will take care of some things later. Aunt Jane said Mike could come up to our house, said Violet. Oh, and did she indeed, said Mr. Carter, laughing. You have a very lovely time. Don't you want me to? You would be a big help, said Jesse, smiling. You have a whole room, Mike, if you come to Aunt Jane, said Benny. You'd better ask your mother if you can come. Yes, I'm willing and thankful too, said Mrs. Wood. But tell Mrs. Alden to send Mike back if he goes too much for her. Then Benny asked suddenly, Mike, have you had anything to eat? No, shouted Mike. It's all burned up. I don't have any milk or any oatmeal or any eggs. Come on, Mike, shouted Benny. I could eat another egg myself. Let's all go to the restaurant. Mr. Carter looked at Jesse and laughed. He said, I wonder what's the matter with me. I've never even thought of breakfast. And Mrs. Wood, you must be starved. 
We'll all go to the restaurant and have breakfast. We followed Benny as usual, and Mrs. Woods smiling. <clears throat> he has the ideas, doesn't he, our Benny? At the Big Table, Chapter 4. Let us read one more chapter. At the Big Table, Chapter 4. Let's all sit at the big table, said Henry, then we can talk. I don't want to talk. I want to eat, shouted Mike. Then you can keep still all you want, said Benny. We'll do the talking. But I'll say something if I want to, argued Mike. We'll make up your mind. Well, make up your mind, retorted Benny. You're the one that said you didn't want to talk. I only said I was hungry, said Mike. Oh, stop it, Mike, said his mother. All this talk about nothing. Don't you know you have no home? That sounds awful, said Jesse. Tell me, how did you know the house is on fire? The dog, said Mrs. Wood. Spotty was down in the cellar. He sleeps down there. He barked and barked. I know something was wrong, so I went down to see. There was fire on all four sides. I let the dog out and woke up Mike and Pat. You didn't wake me, said Mike. I was awake. Yes, you were, son, agreed his mother. I say you are going down to get the dog yourself. Spotty was the most important one, said Mike, because he can't open doors. By the way, where is the dog, asked Mrs. Mr. Carter. He tied up at the blue house, said Pat. He was in the way, barking at everyone. Yes, we had to leave watching Lady at the ranch, too, said Jesse. Fire is no place for dogs. It's very queer that the fire started in four places at once, said Mr. Carter. I wonder if anyone set the fire, said Henry. Oh, no, cried Mrs. Wood. Why would anyone set fire to our house? What do you plan to do now, Mrs. Wood, asked Mr. Carter. I really don't know, she answered. I'm staying in the big blue house with my good neighbor, Mrs. Smith, for tonight. Breakfast came then. The eight hungry people went to work on bacon and eggs, toast and cereal, and milk. For a minute, the restaurant was very still. Then the children heard a man say, I heard that the boy who lived there set the house on fire just for fun. In an instant, Mike was out of his chair. He ran over and faced the man who had spoken. I did not, he shouted. Who says I did? In another minute, all four children were behind Mike. Mike never did, shouted Benny. He wouldn't. Who says he did? The man laughed a little. He was very much surprised. Well, don't get so excited, Sonny, he said. Don't get excited, yelled Mike. You told a lie about me. I didn't say it, said the man. I said I heard it. Then Henry spoke. Can you tell us who told you? You must know the story is very bad for Mike. Well, well, said the man. You're not afraid to stand up for a friend, are you? No, sir, no, sir said Henry. Jesse said, Mike likes fun, yes. He gets into trouble, but he would never set his own house on fire. Then Benny went right up to the man. He said, Mike wouldn't set a fire in the cellar anyway. His dog was there. So his dog was there, repeated the man. That settles it. I believe you. Who told you, said Mike. He was not yelling now. I don't know, said the man. He was a stranger to me. He stood beside me in the crowd, watching the fire. I think that he wore a blue hat. Yeah, a blue hat. 
I'll ask him, said Benny. If I ever see a man with a blue hat. The man looked at the four of them. Mm, I wish I had as many good friends as you have, Mike, he said. He looked at Benny. This one here is a wonderful friend. He don't always stand up for me, said Mike. Doesn't, said Benny. Now look here, Ben, said Mike. Don't start that again. You see how Mike is, said Jesse. He will fight over nothing. But he would never set a fire. Come on back, boys, and eat your breakfast. The children moved away. All this time, Mr. Carter had sat still watching. Well, Jesse, he said, that was just like a play. I'm very proud of all of you. Why don't you come over, asked Benny. You don't need me, said Mr. Carter, laughing. You children did it much better than I would. But the man could see I was with you if you needed help. Mike began to eat again. They gave him a good appetite. Well, that all gave me a good appetite, he said. Your appetite was all right before, said Henry, laughing. I like to have you with us, Mike, said Violet, laughing herself. Now, if you, won't, if you weren't here, I couldn't eat my breakfast at all. That's right, said Henry. She couldn't. Mm -mm. Now, everyone watch out for a man with a blue hat, said Benny, drinking the last of his milk. That man would change his hat, Ben, said Mike. Maybe he will have a black hat next time. Maybe no hat at all. Mm, I'll watch too, said Mr. Carter. You can be sure of that. All right. Chapter 5, The Empty Room. To be continued. We shall read that tomorrow. What do you think? We need an, we'll read another couple chapters tomorrow. Well, thanks for listening to Silly Auntie Sissy Radio Theater. And where we go on adventures and we have fun. So once again, goodbye from Silly Auntie Sissy, your favorite auntie. If you have any questions or want to have fun, come ask Auntie. I'm here for you. Ask me anything you want. Thanks for listening to Silly Auntie Sissy, where you can always count on having a good adventure when you come and see her. Bye! And Dino says bye too.